I'm Scott Hansen with NFL Red Zone, and you are listening to the Gridiron Gentlemen. Hello and welcome back to the Gridiron Gentlemen podcast. We are here. We're on number seven, maybe, now uh, of, of our rundown <laughs> of, of all the NFL teams in the NFL. Whatever. It's, I'm tired. We're going to just rattle through these. We're on the Miami Dolphins. We're going to be talking heavily about Mike McDaniel and how cool he is on the sideline. We're going to be talking about Vic Fangio. We're going to be talking about their quarterback. We're going to be talking about their receivers. We're going to be talking about their offensive line. We're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. You want to hear about the Miami Dolphins? That's what the next 15 to 20 minutes is all going to be about. Uh, to help me do this, we have James. How's you going, James? I'm a winner. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are, baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Love it. Ready to talk about some Miami Dolphins? Potentially one of the I more am. exciting teams in the league? I am. I yeah. am. Um, I'm ready to talk about them. I'm yeah. also, I've got last minute jitters about them. Me too. Me too. Like, I think we thinking... might have put them a bit high. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's kind of the, the sort of, I'm like, am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, th- there so is. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot so, of assumptions. Yeah. So let's start with the fact that we're going to the season with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill potentially having carrying some kind of injury. That's not mm-hmm. ideal for starters. No. No. Because then they're left with a frankly slightly mm-hmm. anemic looking receiving group, I think. Cedric Wilson's all right, but Braxton Berrios, mm-hmm. R- River Crawcraft. <laughs> And Craycraft, Craycraft, wow. and uh, Eric Ezukanma. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, I'm not overly thrilled if they haven't got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are two receivers that would be in the top ten receivers, right? I think yeah. Tyreek. Yes, I think Waddle will be knocking on the door. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think Jalen Waddle's very good. I don't I think, so too. think anyone else in this team would be in the top 50. No. Mm. No. No, def- definitely not. Yeah. So so it's very interesting because there appears to be a, a theme here yeah. with what Mike McDaniel has done yeah so he started last year by populating his receiving room with speed yeah. unbelievable speed and he's done a bit more of that by obtaining cedric wilson what he's also done is he's kind of followed that same thing with his running back room where he's got raheem Mostert, who is like mm. track fast Devon yes. A-Chain, who is track fast. And then, obviously, you've got Salvan Ahmed, who is kind of another former Niners back, who's basically there to be sort of someone that they can lean on. Um, so they've generally gone for even more speed. Yeah. Um, 
because they understood last year that the key thing about their offense was the fact that speed killed. Yeah. Killed everybody, every other team. They just couldn't hang. Um, and it kind of, it sounds horrid to say this, but I think it masked some of the basic issues with the offense. Yeah. And they're issues that, that, that shouldn't surprise anybody. And I think Dolphins fans should be honest with themselves about certain elements of the offense that were mar- either masked or mitigated for hmm. by the presence of those two players and also by some of the high-level quarterbacking that Tua displayed. Yeah. That also is a factor. He, he he had some games where he played very well, but more on that a little bit later. But, but objectively, their offensive line was hit and miss. Yep. Well, you've got Teron Armstead, for starters, who can't stay healthy. Um, yeah. That's a problem. Mm. Um, because he's the best player on the offensive line. Yeah. Um. Th- that that's a pretty big problem, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it's pretty big drop off. Connor Williams is pretty good. Austin Jackson's uh... Liam Eikenberg was 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 not good. No, he was awful for a, for a second season. He was not good, and I think the thing is, he kind of really needs to to turn it round this year because the problem with Leonel Meikenberg is he doesn't come with elite level traits. No. He's, he's an offensive lineman who was drafted late as, a, as a tackle on the basis that he was a sound and technically proficient tackle who could potentially translate to being a good guard. Yeah. But at the moment, he hasn't won a guard spot. He isn't even on the roster as a guard. He's on a roster as center two. Yeah which tells me that we've got a player that they've got on the roster, but they've put him in a position where ultimately you can... It, in this offense, you're not really going to be expected to be to do what, say, a Creed Humphrey is expected to do or a Jason Kelsey. No. I, I mean, I look at this and I think the big difference between, and, and I know Mike McDaniel did a lot different from the Niners last year, which I think yeah. was almost almost deliberate. Like, I think there is there is yeah. an element of people going, are going to be expecting me to be Carl Shanahan, Mark too, but he did his own thing. And and more power to him for that as well, by the way. Mike McDaniel became a excellent head coach in his own right rather than an excellent head coach because he was someone that was in a room with Carl Shanahan. Um, mm. But the big difference between the two teams is is the talent they've got on the offensive line and the niners don't have like i mean uh, trent williams was is is was one of the best tackles in the league last year there's no one that's even endangering that potential position uh, for no. for this for this team and it I gets think... it gets scary when you look at the injuries as well yeah if you think about injuries to the offensive line mm they could easily end up in a sticky spot. Yeah. Um I think last year one of the one of the, the I think the best thing that Mike McDaniel did was lean into sort of 
the wide zone running game, which mm. is kind of more about movement rather than blocking through force and intimidation. Yeah. Um, and, and also leaned a lot on RPOs. Yeah. And I think when you lean on what you, when you lean on RPOs, even when you throw the ball, you're limiting the amount of true pass sets that some of your mm. players do. So if you do have players that struggle in pass pro, it can help. It yeah. can really, really help. Um, because it creates that element of doubt in pass rushes. Is it a run? Is it a pass? And yeah. you don't know until that measure point is reached and you see who's got the ball. Um, so that can really, really help. And I, I would expect that to remain a fundamental part of this offense, also because of who their quarterback is. And, and it's not it's not even an insult, I don't mm. think, to say it, but Tua executes RPOs at a high level. Yeah. He makes good, quick decisions in the RPO game. Absolutely. That, and they are going to lean into that. According to Athletic, they were talking about how much motion they're running at the moment in this Miami yep. Dolphins team as well. So if you've got the confusion from really quick motion with Tua, as you say, being excellent and running RPOs and then the odd play action in there as well, like mm. th- this team's misdirection is what's going to be its, its, its biggest its biggest selling point, I think. Mm. You're going you're gonna to get a lot of players out of position. It's just going to be a matter of do they have players to capitalize on it? And if you've got players out of position and if you're selling something that you are not actually doing, if you're selling an RPO, if you're selling a play action, are your offensive line going to be, is your offensive line going to be good enough to handle the fact mm. that they are most often going to be out of position as well? Mm. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely right. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because the key thing that that is kind of the the element elephant in the room mm. though, though is is quarterback now all things being equal if we could absolutely assure ourselves that mm. tour could be kept relatively clean yeah. the duration of the season he can perform at a good enough level week to week yeah. for them to contend I yeah. genuinely believe that. If you keep him clean, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Keeping keep, keeping him clean last year, you know, generated a passer rating of 109.4, although passer rating is only really a, an indication of the whole passing offense. But as a quarterback, his, his completion percentage was at 68%, mm. 20 touchdowns to seven picks. It was like, and, and the amount of like big time throws he made as a percentage of his total throws was like consistent, and sustainable. His average depth of target when he was kept clean was over ten yards. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you can kind of see that when he is kept clean, it, it's okay. And if he's kept relatively clean when teams blitz as well, he's quite good at solving that problem too. Yeah. So. Basically, people who want to knock Tua, it's like he's like most okay quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's perfectly capable of performing well when circumstances are okay. The problem with the Tua discourse is you talk to people that like Tua, he's the best quarterback in the league. And you talk to people that don't like Tua, he's the worst quarterback in the league. And in actuality, what he is, is a pretty damn good quarterback. Hmm. With significant concussion concerns, that's the biggest kicker for him at the moment as well. And I, I, I had my questions other. on him. Like I, I wasn't his biggest fan until last season. I thought he absolutely lit it up last year. Mm. I am worried about him now, though. 
yeah. The only the, the so it's it's the concussion part of it. The mm. fact that the word the, the R word was bandied around a lot, mm. particularly sort of in the off season with regards to concussions. Um, well, you had two of the scariest all. concussions I've seen, pretty much yep. one after the other. Uh, that's yep. that's very concerning. I don't love that at all. I think the other thing that's of concern is the fact that he is a confidence-driven player. Mm. So when he strings four or five completions together, yeah. he can get very, very hot. Um, and he can execute really, really well. But the opposite is also true. Yeah. Once he digs a hole, he can stay there for long periods of time. He, he does not have a short memory. It cle- mm. He clearly feels the burden of his mistakes and and you can see it in his body language and his mm. movement and the way he plays when he's under that pressure. So for me, I think he is a good quarterback. Mm. I don't think the limitations with Tua are his arm. His arm's fine. Yeah. For what he's going to be asked to do in that offense, it's perfectly fine. <clears throat> to throw to a wide open Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle as well makes life a little bit easier, admittedly. But uh, he he can do it and he can take advantage of it. And there are probably a handful of quarterbacks in the league that would miss yeah. those opportunities. Exactly, because they don't didn't have the the oomph to get the ball into those hands. And the, one of the best things about Tua was his ability to get the ball into the hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in stride as well. Like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle weren't looking back and then slowing down. They were hitting their pace and they were just going. They were off. They were gone. And Tua yeah. was finding a way to get the ball to them you know, in a way that meant that they didn't have to break stride. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much as you can hope for. You've got a quick offense that's going to move the ball downfield very quickly if, if you're going to keep doing that. It, it, yeah. it, this, this offense is going to live or die by how important it is for the offensive line to play well. Mm. Yeah. And and limiting situations where you you, you are in obvious passing situations, I yeah. think. Because if you have obvious passing situations with an offensive line you don't have full confidence in, yeah. and a quarterback who does change dramatically under pressure, yeah. that, that, that's a less than ideal recipe. Yeah. Yeah. It could all come under. I think the Dolphins have a massive area of variance. Like, I think they could yeah. be. I think you know. I think they could challenge if it all goes right. But it's all mm-hmm. got to go right. And if it doesn't, then I think they're in some hot water. Yeah. Um, defense. I feel more confident about. Uh, the words of Vic Fangio usually help. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But then I think they've got some serious talent as well, like Christian Wilkins. Is is an excellent player for starters, yeah. and then you look across the board. Bradley Chubb was a player they draft, they traded for, yeah. who who I quite like. Um, Xavier Howard still got something in him. I don't think it's quite the yeah. same player as he used to be. Brandon Jones, mm-hmm. Javon Holland is one of the best safeties in the league. I don't yep. think that's hyperbole. And Eli Apple isn't as bad as people think he is. That's the one thing I'll say about Eli Apple. People want to hate on Eli Apple, but you know what? He's okay. Mm. David Long's a great pickup as well from Tennessee. I, I didn't even see that. Um, yeah. 
I don't hate this team. Raycon Davis as well. Um, Manuel Ogba. There's some talent on this defense, and there's talent. These are the kind of players that Vic Fangio will love to get his teeth into, as well. Yeah, and and the move to acquire Fangio again is sort of an echo back to sort of Sean McVeigh. I don't yeah. know if you've listened to the Athletic Series play callers yet. I haven't. No, I don't get a chance in the end. You absolutely should. <clears throat> okay, it is, it is basically the history of that whole Shanahan McVeigh tree and how yeah. it happens. But so the thinking obviously behind um I will paraphrase this. The thinking mm. behind Sean McVeigh hiring Vic Fangio. Yeah. Yeah. Is that um when they lost the Super Bowl, yeah. the Patriots stole stuff that Vic Fangio's Bears had done to them. Yeah. Earlier in the season. And Sean McVeigh quickly realized that Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio's defense, yeah, was the best way to solve most of the problems his offense would present. <laughs> so <clears throat> he hired the bogeyman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, hired yeah. his own bogeyman, and Mike McDaniel was kind of followed on from that by hiring the bogeyman. Yeah, and and in that particular documentary series, both I think both McVeigh and Mc, and McDaniel are very yeah. clear on the fact that you know. They have no ego about this. They're not concerned with being, you know, usurped or being made to feel like, mm. you know, some dumb kid by this elder statesman being their DC. Yeah. What they're interested in is having the smartest person they can possibly obtain in the room yeah. with them as someone they can they can learn from and work with. They've consistently yes. done that as well. They'll they'll go out of their way to hire coaches that run a completely different offense, even to the one they do, because they're yeah. like, we could add that to to what we do, or at least yeah. we could at least hear him out and see what see what that does. That destroyed mm-hmm. us last year. I'd love to yeah. um, love to figure out how. It's it's exactly. if you lose the ego and the old boys club in the NFL, this sport becomes mind-blowingly good mm. <clears throat> dallas um but it's it's, it's one, one of those second. yeah it's one of those one things second. that like that that's why as you say like like mike mcdaniel why carl shanahan why uh, uh sean mcveigh they're fascinating because sure they definitely come across as having an ego but their ego they're comfortable with it because mm. they don't mind saying to someone, you know what, that's a really good idea. Mm. And when you do that as well, that actually it works down through the coaches as well. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, it, it harks back to the whole sort of Mike Holmgren thing. Mm. He said, um, he's talking about Reggie White. He said, um, if I don't want to have to play him twice a year, yeah, I'll just sign him. Yeah, and it's that same idea. If I don't want to have to face Vic Fangio, do you know what? I'll just hire him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really good, really good way of looking at it. Definitely, and and I think that is going to show show up in this defense. And this defense is going to be very good this year as well. Yeah, I think it's going to keep them in some games, and mm-hmm. it's like. 
I mean, I mean, you've got players like Bradley Chubb in there who gives you a baseline level of like performance and standard of, of, of kind of as, as an edge player. Yeah. I think you're doing the right things here. This is, yeah. this is okay. This is absolutely fine. And Bradley Chubb and Vic Fangio are obviously familiar with one another. So yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I think this, this, this has the recipe <clears throat> of a unit that while they might not be loaded per yeah. se, I think that certainly they are very, very good. Let's also not forget that, fingers crossed, they will get Jalen Ramsey back late in the season. Of course. I, f- I even forgot about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, okay. That's complete. That's a complete game changer. Like, he is still one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Mm. You still have to deal with him. I hadn't exactly. even thought about that. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, this defense is very good. Very good. As long as he yeah. comes back. Yeah. And that, that I think, should take some pressure off the offense a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it means it means they can probably sling it a bit more on offense as well. If if the, the opposing offense is not getting anything moving, mm. then you can really dishearten them and then really force their offense into a position that they don't want to be in as well. So the opposing offense. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of back in on the Dolphins a little bit, but I'd probably move the Ravens above them now. I certainly would too. I think they're going to be a team that's potentially going to be around that sort of 500, 600 kind of, with with the upper range of outcomes possibly being 11, 12 wins if things run right. Yeah. Um, I think their schedule this year is going to be harder though. Yeah. Um, I think their schedule last year wasn't quite so rough. Um, So they should... but they will. I think they'll look better, and and I and I have a lot of confidence in Mike McDaniel as a offensive influencer. Should we say? Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. I have a lot, a lot of confidence in him as his own person. Yeah, mm, definitely. This is the year to do it as well. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Anything to add on the Miami Dolphins? No, just that the range of outcomes may surprise, and the early part of the season might be a roller coaster. Yeah, I think they're going to live or die by their offensive line. Still, I think um, when it comes down to it, that'll be that might be their undoing. Yeah, I'm. I have concerns. I have a lot of concerns. So yeah, yeah. yeah the end of the road may possibly be there. Yeah, definitely. Maybe be it week eighteen or be it in the playoffs. And and how to is doing as well, for that matter. Mm. And that could yeah. be a problem as well. Right. I think with that, I think we're going to wrap it up then. So if you want to contact us, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram. It's just at Gridiron Gents. You can email us, hello chaps at gridirongentsman.com. And I thoroughly suggest you come join us for the Discord before Thursday happens. Um, where uh, the, the dis- to blah, blah, blah. To get there, it's just the pinned tweet on our Twitter and it's the bio on our Instagram. James, if people want to contact you, where can they get hold of you? You must come to the Discord to get the best of me. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I think that's the best way of staying in contact with us. Um and, and having just having a chat in general. I think it's a lot of fun. With that, yeah. we'll be back very soon with our take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Very excited about that one too. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. And goodbye. <laughs>